Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. Uh, before we get into the all the talking points, just a little heads up, give us a like, subscribe, get your comments in for us. And obviously you can be- become a member for just a pound a month to get more content. So uh, that's there for you as well. But um, before we get onto all the talking points with me tonight, I've got a good lineup and starting with Andy. How are you, mate? Yeah, Mason, I'm good, mate. Yeah, looking forward to back to action at the weekend um, hopefully a result that we can be happy with yeah no definitely and next up we've got Bill where are you Bill? yeah pretty good sir um, sort of frustrated tonight watching Europa League quarterfinals and we're not there thinking about this time last year when you looked forward to Thursday nights and what are Thursday nights now but watching a bunch of shite English and Spanish teams but uh, so it goes hopefully next season yeah, it's horrible watching that. That you know, I've got it on as well at the minute, and it's just yeah, just reminds you of of last season. So uh, hopefully that will come back uh, this time next year. But also we got Curry. How are you, Curry? I'm good, mate. Thanks very much. Uh, bit of a surprise being on here. Uh, we had a a, fi- a, fi- a good old fixture coming up, and uh, unfortunately we had a a few call offs and a few injuries. I actually thought Dermy Ross Wilson had signed. Uh, the cast for the for the night. So aye, I'm good to be here. Yeah, it just sounds like Rangers this season, doesn't it? Uh, plenty of injuries. Uh but Andy, look, before we get into Ross Wilson, obviously the biggest talking point tonight, and there's so much to get through with, with him, but I do just quickly want to touch back because me, yourself and, and Bill weren't on the pod uh on Sunday reviewing the old firm game. And look, we're not gonna go through that all again because no one wants to hear us. Um, you know, go through you know that again. But um, just just quickly, Andy, what what did you make of the game? 
on Saturday and um you know what did you think of our, our performance? Oh well it's uh I was uh, kind of upset when I seen that we were going to talk about it again tonight in the, the list of stuff we we're going to talk about. Uh, I missed it again. I was working. I've not had good luck of actually catching the game live. Um, I've I seen some of the goals and some of the, the stages of play. It was just a, it's a deflating result. I was, I'll, def, I'll describe it as that because um, I thought we had a good account of ourselves and I think on our day we could have easily took three points. Um, I think the players can be proud of our performance especially given the circumstances of the the full house for the Celtic fans to, to have and Norway support. Um, I'm hoping that they, they can have, a, have the, a look at themselves and say, you know what, it didn't go our way, but it's not it's it's not the end of the world. We can take the positives and we'll, we'll, we'll obviously, it's a, we're a clear work in progress. Um, so I'm hoping the positives can uh, help us in the long run. Yeah, Rangers are work in progress. That's that's uh, something I don't like to hear, but that's Ross Wilson's got played a big part in that. But we'll come on to that in a minute. But Bill, what, what did you make of the the performance on Saturday? Um, I thought we were okay. I thought that I've read a lot and seen a lot, and I've seen a lot of supporters saying, "Look, we didn't go there and get hammered." I hate that attitude. We went there and still got beat at the end of the day. So, um, what what did you make of make of it? Um, obviously, not being on Sunday. Um... Like Andy said, the result was very deflating, but I think there is reasons for optimism. Um, I, I don't think there was much between the two teams, but there was on the day, I think there was just enough, given the suicidal defending, which, shall we say, um, you know, I, I feel as if we shipped two goals that were really very preventable just from mistakes, and the first goal that they got is the same goal that they always seem to score against us. I, I kind of figure out why we continue to allow this. Um, two, well, especially Tav's first goal was just an absolute screamer, and his second goal was good. So, you know, I, I'm fairly optimistic. I think the semi-final could go either way. Um, you know, if we get the bit between our teeth a little bit, crowd roaring is on. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm optimistic for the semi-final. Didn't think we were bad at all at the weekend, just probably let ourselves down. And uh, obviously the, the Morelos goal is maybe something we'll come on to talk about, given the, the statement that's now been released. Yeah, we definitely will come on to that, um, Bill. But, but Kyrie, I know you've obviously spoke about the, the game Sunday, but the question I've got for you on it then, how confident are you that we can go and beat them in, in two weeks' time? Have you seen enough from... From the weekend that we can go go and, and get the job done the worry for me is not that the middle bit i thought that's where we were very good saturday compared to you know where they've bossed us before but my worry is both boxes are seeing we, we again we've shot ourselves in the foot defensively and we're nowhere near clinical enough but what, what yeah going into that game do you think bill can do anything different that we that can see us you know get get a win because let's be honest that's all that's left to play for now as Robert said in the chat, it was three goals that were avoidable. Am I confident? I'm still the same as I said on Sunday. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think we've got enough to run them close. We've got enough to to, to beat them, but we've also got enough, enough to get beat by them. Uh, we need to be more clinical up front. Uh, I, I don't know how we're going to manage that, how we're going to use but I, I would say a full system change is needed for 
the players. That was one of our biggest games of the season. And there was, I'd say, three players that I could turn around and say, I'll be glad to see the back of them. Because I thought they showed a pure lack of guts and bravery in the game. And it's disappointing because it's been guys that have gave us great moments over the course of the time that have been here. But I think a lot of people are saying they've signed out. I don't think so much they've signed out. I just think that they don't really, they're not giving it 100% which we expect, which is unfortunate. But my, I've not changed my mind on but I season Sunday. Uh, three of, as Robert said again, three avoidable goals, one that we always lose. And two absolutely shocking mistakes. Uh, they've got a, a striker that's absolutely deadly. We, we can't deny that. The, the guy is good. But, and that, that, that chokes me having to say that. But he does it all the time. And he, it's not just against us, it's all the other teams. It's the winning mentality that they've got just now that we, we, we don't have. It's they go, even when they go down, they go out there and right to the 98th minute, is they, they always seem to get a wee, a wee dig there at least. Uh, they, they seem to get that goal that they need, whether it's they pull it back for a draw or pull it back for the win. And right now, we, we, you can't do anything for a team that's always winning. So it's up to Beal, uh, they fix and do what he said right at the start. I don't have any friends here, I will not be picking people just for the sake of picking them and that'll that will happen and like it's saturday we're playing something saturday yeah i uh we'll find out in, in saturday whether that is going to be true because if it's no then i'm going to have a wee bit of worries about the future because i want to see a new team come out there but we'll talk about that later so i'll pass it back to you mason yeah, no, we will come on to Samira a little bit later, but I'm in the same boat with that already. But Andy, the dust has settled a little bit. Um, something that I do want to touch touch on is, and I think it's deserved to be spoke about, is Tavernier hitting 100 goals, obviously in a game where we want to forget. Uh, and by the way, the free kick is is unbelievable. Um, and it will be remembered for probably, it will, well, it will be remembered for the, the wrong the wrong wrong reasons because we lost the game but 100 goals from fullback um i know he's he's got a lot of critics um i've been one all season um but them numbers i just can't i can't fault and you can't you can't knock it it, it is incredible numbers yeah james tav um i know he gets a lot of criticism but a lot of his uh what the criticism he gets is he's not a leader i think that was an absolute leader's performance at the parkhead that is that's the epitome of a leader the belly of the beast you know no no back in Rangers fans in the stadium and to, to go behind that could have been the start of four nil, five nil. That it could easily we could have we could have lost it all. Minds could have, the heads could have gone, um and we could have just the cars could have just floated, you know, and it could have been a, a, a battering. But he uh, he took the game by the scruff of the neck, you know, it's a free kick that you can replay over and over and over again. He scored a, a great couple of free kicks in his career has um but that probably is definitely up there because you, you take in that's the circumstances of the, the away venue you know just before kind of that, that half time period um 
the ball goes in off the bar and the silence falls in Celtic Park. Um, that's that. But I thought it was a leader's performance, and uh, I, I won't hear anything otherwise about his leadership because that's 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 a a moment that you, you can't forget. That was a that was probably the the peak James Tavernier leadership moment. That 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 epitomises what it needs to be, and then that's people can say, yeah, he's not a leader all the time. That if if he if he keeps going with a leadership performance like that, then he'll go on for a hundred more goals. And that that would be unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's not yeah, like Alan no. McCoy still. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. And, and the amount of times this season uh, and and last season we've gone one nil down and he's been the next goal in the game. Uh, that's what a leader does. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think there's diff- there's captains can be leaders in different way and I think he leads in his own way. I think he was probably, I thought he was okay actually at the weekend. Bill, I'll bring you in on this because something that hasn't really been spoken about with what's happening at the weekend was um, Maeda didn't kick a ball game. And he's someone that's got blistering pace and and, and caused us problems, pre- uh, problems previously. But I thought Tavernier was, was fine against him. Where I would be critical of Tav, I thought he was a little bit slack on the ball sometimes. He got caught. Um, but, you know, again, that's maybe nitpicking from someone that was our biggest goal threat uh, again at the weekend. Yeah, uh, I think Tav had Maeda in his pocket, really. You know, and it's not often you say that about James Tavernier, that he played great defensively. And, yeah, didn't really give them a sniff on that side. Um, I completely agree with what Andy said about it being a leader's performance and sort of, uh, you know, getting that goal at the crucial time, as you said. And you're right, it is something that he does a lot. He's not the only leader in the team. No, there are other leaders. Goldson's a leader. Um, but I, I do think, you know, a lot of the criticism that Tav gets is completely unwarranted. He's not perfect and he makes mistakes, but if you want a right-back that doesn't make mistakes, you need to be Juventus or Real Madrid. You know, Rangers kind of get right-backs that don't make mistakes. It's uh, unfortunately something that's well out of our league in terms of money. So, yeah, Tavernier is right-back and, you know, a leader, important goals, all of that. Um, you know, I, I think the guy's fantastic. I think he's been a great servant for the club. And, you know, I'd, I'd like to see us get a few more seasons out of him at least. Yeah, I'd like to see us improve. That That's the, the, the defence again in the summer. Definitely improve the midfield and get free, you know, a player in front, get a proper right winger in front of James Tavernier. That's something that he's never really had. And I'm not counting Dan Candias either before anyone come and chucks that one at me because... Uh, as regular listeners know, I wasn't uh, his, his biggest fan. But, 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 Curry. Obviously, you've had. You know, you spoke about James Tavernier on Sunday again. No, I don't want to keep going through through old stuff. But one I want to want to go to you, Curry, with with is the SFA have responded to to Rangers. Um, you know, writing to them and and asking why Alfredo Morales's uh, goal was was disallowed. They're not backing down, um, which I, we all knew that they wouldn't. Um, and uh, Colin, sorry, Colin's just got in the chat there. Candia Spashing, uh, definitely Candia Spashing. Um, but but Kari, what, what did you make of, of the response from the SFA? Um, was it a surprise? I mean, look, I, I'm pleased that Rangers did highlight it, um, because I think we've seen this weekend in the Premier League with what happened at, with Brighton and Spurs. Um, the, 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 the guy that was on VAR has been taken off for a couple of weeks and, and they've apologized. Now, look, an apology doesn't get, get us three points. But it goes a long way um, in them admitting that they've made a mistake, but they can't even do that. So it's uh, extremely disappointing and, and Scottish football continues to, to hate itself to death. 
there was no surprise. We knew that nothing was going to happen. Uh, they certainly weren't going to apologise. They say if they don't apologise for anything, they never have. Uh, what Caroline says in chat is uh, it's the quickest SFA have ever responded to anything. And it's true, it's pretty much the exact same that happened with our 50, 15, 20 seconds to make the decision that it, that it was. I've looked back at it a few times, and there is a case that it is a free kick. But if you're going to give that Every single week, you're going to have about you're going to have about ten incidents in every game because they they both had to hold each other. Johnson had his top nail wrapped round Morelos. He goes for the ball. He's underneath it. He doesn't get it. Morelos puts his hand up, and as soon as Johnson felt the touch, he goes down. And he's bought the keeper, the bought the the ref, and the ref's Clancy. So he's going to he's going to give that every single day. So there was no way that we we were going to do anything. I said the SFA. The SFA is probably the right acronym for them because they were going to do SFA. Just saying that there. But that that that's not. There's nothing we can do about the SFA. It's got to be. It's run by a bunch of idiots, incompetence, charlatans, that have been screwing the Scottish leagues for years, and it's not just against Rangers. It's against the full league. They've, they have. They've turned Scottish football into a Timpot league. They really have. Between their TV deals, their sponsorships, it's it's no wonder. We can't get into the further rounds of Europe. And not just us, I'm talking about the other teams as well. When was the last time outside of Rangers and that other mob that any of the other teams have done anything in Europe? Because the money's not there. And the people responsible most for bringing money into the league for every club is the SFA. And... I think I, I don't. It's like leagues like Denmark are getting more a better TV deal than Scotland, and obviously biased. The old firm, the Derby Rangers via the opposition, whatever they want to call it, is probably one of the biggest games in the world. There's only maybe about another five or six. Derbies across across the world that are the, at the same intensity and passion as there is against Rangers and, and them. And people have been watching it for years. I've got supporters in every corner of the world, both us and them. There'll be pubs in New York filled with fans. In Africa, you you name you name it, they're all watching it, and we're getting a pittance because of the failures of the SFA. But there's no that there's not nothing we can do until we get rid of the the boys that are in charge of it right now. There's yeah. we're not going to go any further in Scottish football. 
yeah, look, changes should have been made, uh, you know, in the SFA absolutely years ago, but I don't see anything changing because not enough clubs want to challenge them um, apart, apart from us. Andy, what, what did you make of the incident? Obviously, look, um, blatantly um, with the SFA, we, we, you know, there's not, I think we've summed it up quite well, but what did you make of it Saturday? Is there any case um, for you that, that you can understand why, one, Kevin Clancy's give it at the time, but the biggest worry for me is the um, Nick uh, VAR. Who's on VAR? Uh, Nick. Nick oh, yeah. Um, and it's just how how has he gone with it as well? It's 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 utterly mental. Well, I I think first of all I'd say that to not be biased, I think the referee just had a shocking game in, in general. Even to when we were trying to get back into the game. Um, Celtic and Carver a couple of chances and what could have been corners were just given as goal kicks. I think it was one that, I don't know if it came off of Jack and uh, I think the Rangers back line played a blinder that we didn't react as if we lost a corner, we just reacted like we won a goal kick and they bought it just from the player reactions. But everybody in the stadium and the Celtic players all knew that was a corner. Um, I seen it at the time and I was laughing, I just went, that sums up the day. The referee's quality has just been woeful. In terms of the goal we conceded, uh, or the goal that we, that we didn't score, um, it was chopped off. Um, well, first of all, I, I, again, I was actually worried that I was going to be the only one that, that was going to come on and say that uh, from from the way that they looked at it, they could, they could always form a case that Morelos has pushed them, but you need to look at it, the whole incident in, in, in the real time, not just a photo of Morelos with his hands on the player's back. Um, because you're always going to say that's a foul because it's a two, a two hands in the back. They will say, "Oh, it's, it's a clear foul." But I'd, I'd even go back to the, the sequence as a whole. Both players are grabbing each other's jerseys. You go back to Parkhead under Gerard, where they can see that they, they get a penalty from. I think it was Joe Rebo at the time doing the same thing. But then also in that game, you get that Katic scored. Then they almost had the jersey off the back of him. It's, it's again inconsistencies. Um, did I expect the SFA to come out and apologise? Did I not? No chance. Um, I'm not surprised by that. Um, I just think it, again, showcases the poor levels of officiating we have as a whole, not just for that incident by itself, but as the the, the corner or goal kick incident I alluded to earlier. I think it's just poor level of officiating as a whole. Yeah, Bill, would you go along with that? I think Andy makes a lot of good points there. And it's it's not just Saturday, by the way. This is, you know, not us being being bitter and just keep going on about what happened at, at the weekend. We've seen it all season. Um, you know, the level of, of refereeing and it, it is so poor. And again, it, you know, these are part-time people that are doing it part-time. That You know, I heard the other day Nick Clancy's uh, got, you know, a, 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 is he a solicitor or he's, he's, he's got a really, you know, good good job. Um, and and then he's you know working all day and then coming to you know do games in the evening or weekends. It's got to be full time. It's something that should have happened a long long time ago. Um, but it's really stood out. I think and I think what what we're seeing as well with a lot of referees is they're relying on VAR to to get them out of to get them out of trouble instead of of making the decision at the time. They're not giving it. Oh, VAR can make that call and, and taking the pressure off themselves. Um, yeah, it's, it's as I said, it's not just Saturday. This has been happening. For a long, long time. Aye, the the trend for referees to just not make a decision and wait for VAR to step in is a worrying one. You know, I, I think they, they need to be taking decisions, um, nailing their covers to the mast a little bit, and then, you know, sometimes they'll be wrong and that'll be fine because VAR will pick it up when they've made a wrong decision. The, the Clancy thing, 
you know, I, I think looking from the angles of fancies and looking from, I, I wouldn't say it's, it's an absolutely dreadful mistake for Clancy. I would say, okay, I can possibly see why you thought it was a foul. Um, concerning that it's not been overturned, uh, I don't understand where the SFA are coming from. Well, I do, I suppose. But really, would it, would it cost them to just admit that there was a mistake? You know, mistake with the VAR official. Okay, that's been a mistake. Let's all move on with our lives. I don't understand the the stubbornness and the refusal to admit a mistake. Um, but just on the wider point about this, I am sick and tired of watching players pull each other's jerseys, whether it's their players, their players, or anybody else. I I would like to see that just be an automatic foul and. Every time there's a corner kick, you'll get a penalty until it's stamped out, you know, because it it's something that, you know, in this incident, for example, obviously, the two players are pulling each other's jerseys, and yes, you could construe that as a foul by either player, so you sort of think, okay, well, what we'll do is, they're both at it, so we'll give them both the benefit of the doubt, but then, sometimes, like in this one, it costs you because you don't get the goal and your players judge the foul the other player. So I just I think any jersey pulling, if you just made that a foul automatically, and maybe even a booking, it would soon be stamped out, and then we wouldn't need to have debates like this because Johnson and Morelos wouldn't have been pulling each other's jerseys, and Morelos would have tapped it in, and it would have been a goal because Morelos was too strong for him. That was the thing, you know. The, the boy couldn't get the better of him in a physical duel, yeah. so he decides to go down. But uh, yeah, the, the SFA... I just I don't understand this stubbornness and refusal to admit a mistake. What would it cost them to admit a mistake? Yeah, no, de- definitely. And and we should have yeah, blue blue horizon put a good one in earlier. We should have had a penalty in the second half as well. Um, blatant blatant penalty. Um, it's just a shame that it weren't up the other end because he'd give it like he did in two thousand and nineteen on on Katic, But that's for another day. Last thing on on Clancy Curry. Um, Obviously, what's followed the SFA a comeback and 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 had a go. Obviously, there's been a lot of abuse uh, leveled at, at Clancy. That's something that I don't like to see. Um, we don't, you know, I, I don't don't like that at all. Um, with letters and you know abuse that he he's been getting, um, you know, getting very very personal uh, death threats, things like that. That's just mad behaviour, and and that's something that. You know, we don't want to see from uh, definitely not from from Rangers fans. Um, we know how the other side act when they don't get their own way, but but I don't like to see it from you know from from our support. Threats, violence, or harm uh, should never be done against anybody. Abuse. There's a, a level that you can go to. Uh, between being banter, being nasty, and then just being virgin on criminal. Now, because you brought this up, I wasn't going to say nothing. All you need to do is look at our comments for your last video and some of the names that the presenters were getting. It was absolutely shocking. But the weird thing is, they don't realise... I'm, I'm a terrible free free speech advocate. If you want to say something, just say it. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. Do you honestly think calling me a name is going to change my way of living or the way I think? It's not going to happen. 
But as I said, that's just me and the way I feel. Names doesn't bother me. Call me whatever you want. I don't care. I've been called worse, trust me, into my face, which a lot of these ones that do it would never ever do. So, given his address or where he stayed, I don't know what happened because I've never seen it, but that was just, there's no need for that because it happened to, oh, uh, what's his name? The other ref. Yeah. Uh, Mike Walsh, was it? No. It was uh, John Beaton. John Beaton. I happened to John Beaton. But the weird thing is, it, it never got all this controversy by the, the mainstream media. Surprise. No, not really. But the thing is, you shouldn't be doing that. And I don't care which what team you play for or what team you support or what team you follow. You should never, ever ever give threats. The, the, oh God, I'm trying not to swear tonight. The guy, the guy wasn't competent, but the guy still got a family. Favourite thing, he still got young, younger kids. And the thing is, there are idiots out there that would do things because there, there's, there's something wrong with, wrong with them. They don't care. So it, that needs to be stamped out. But abuse, so, I mean, you get called names, so what, mate? We all get called names. Our best pals call us some of the worst names under the sun. So just don't, I mean, if you, if you can't, you can't take take the, the slackings, don't start getting, getting the police involved for that. It's just, it just it's the end. Of, it's a, the world is turning into such a PC world. It's getting unbelievable. Right. Anyway, political stuff, I'm stopping that right away. Back to back Rangers. Back to Rangers. And back to the main talking point, Andy, of, of tonight's uh, pod. Um, Ross Wilson uh, has left uh, Rangers uh, to join Nottingham Forest yesterday. For me, it's the best bit of news we've had um, other than knocking PSV out of the Champions League qualifiers. I think that kind of sums up our season, if I'm being brutally honest. Uh, Andy, um, again, I'll come to, to everyone on this and, and please get your comments on Ross Wilson. I think I know what's going to be coming in anyway, but I've got his list here of 27 signings uh, that he's made uh, at Rangers. And to be honest, I'm struggling to pick many out that really, really I'm looking at and going, what a signing that was. Um, there's some names in there that Jack Simpson standing out, Canberra. Oh God, I, uh, some some really poor poor ones. But what did you think of his time at, at the football club, Andy? Well, I asked uh, some family members of him and some fellow supporters to sum up his, his tenure at Rangers in three words. Um, one of the best ones was volume over quality. Um, I've got the list here. Uh, I, funnily enough, it seems to be the stars aligning again. My first podcast that I was on was after the old firm and we spoke about is Ross Wilson the man to take us forward. And uh, I wrote down all the sayings at that time. And again, looking back at it, I get that same cold shiver um, down the back. Um, so point out Zongu on loan, Simpson on loan, Diallo, hmm, uh, Lundstrom on a free, Mateo Sukowski for 600k and he left. he's leaving on a free by the end of the season by the looks of it. Um, Janino Bakuna bought in the summer and sold in January for less money. Um, Jake Hasty, um, Cedric Itan, um, times kind of 
favoured him after leaving Rangers, but the amount of money we, we spent on him. Roof for five million. There's, there's a lot of money and the age he was at. It didn't look like we'd make a profit on that. I don't see a lot of profit apart from the main one, which would be Calvin Bassey. In the same time, I look back to when he was at Southampton. I don't see a lot of quality apart from selling Van Dyke. Um, it, it seems like he was riding his, uh, his big deal and that's not good enough. Um, I just hope that we're going to have something fresh. Um, yeah, I think he was too pally pally with his um, his board members. I'd like to I'd like it to be again. You're judged on the job you do, know who your pals are, yeah, yeah, um, you have. Uh, and I think he was verging on to more of a, a board member than his his, his his role as a football um, executive. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And yeah, as I said, I've just got that list there. It's it's some of them are extreme, extremely poised. It's, do you know what it is? It's, it's the signings he made, but the, the deals you put him on. I see, I know you said Jack Simpson there, but he gave him a four year deal. It was mm-hmm. a, you know, that, that's to, that, that, that's the type of deal. Scott Wright, four year deal. Right. Bill, um, what, what, what did you, what have you made of, of this? I, I, I'm so, I think the mad thing is, 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 is uh, the news broke what Wednesday night, was it? Wednesday night. And they actually sacked their, current em- employer and then 24 hours later uh he's appointed um that's the quickest bit of business he's ever done <laughs> uh, to get out the door um you know and uh what w- yeah what what do you make of of, of ross wilson look as i said i picked out a lot of negatives there but um you've obviously got the, the obvious ones and, and the, the money we made for bassi aribo patterson um you know we, he was in charge when we we won the league but it's what's come after that um, he's took us backwards for me. Yeah, uh, as you know, I generally do not not necessarily defend Ross Wilson, but I try and uh, be the voice for having a business head on and thinking about it in business terms about how Wilson can point to things like the Bassey deal or the Patterson deal. You know, I mean, if you think about Patterson, just um, was only ever really on the bench for us and got sold for mega money, you know, Wilson can point to things like that about why he as a a managerial and executive figure was a success at Rangers. He can point to the 55 season for sporting success. He can point to us getting to the Europa League final, all the money we made from from those types of ventures. So, you know, there is plenty that Ross Wilson can point to. However, I did look at that list. I think you said it's 27, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm I'm struggling to get much beyond a third of the players on it where I think, yeah, good player, doing a good job or done a good job for us. And I mean, you, you know, you just you have to pluck a figure out of the air as for what's acceptable. You know, do you want him to have at least fifty percent good players? It's, I suppose it's all subjective and it's down to whoever is making that judgment. For me, you know, I'd be looking at if, if I was making decisions about bringing in a guy like Ross Wilson or getting rid of a guy like Ross Wilson, I'd be saying, well, you know, I, I'd like to see at least half of the players that you bring in, Ross, doing well and actually achieving something on the football pitch. And he's probably not there. As I say, I looked through the list and a couple of standouts, you know, a couple of real good players on there. A couple of ones where it was probably unfortunate and we all thought, like with Aaron Ramsey, we all thought, you know, this is going to be an amazing signing and it didn't turn out like that at all. Um, 
but yeah, just in, in sheer in terms of the numbers, I think we need to get more than a third. So whoever the next guy is, you know, we need to ensure that there's more than a third. And uh, you know, as I say, di- different people might have different views on that. Some people might think, no, you're you're only a success once you get to seventy five percent of the guys that you bring in are excellent players, but. You know, I, I think for me, if you're not even, you look at the list and more than half have done virtually nothing at the club, I think that's probably concerning. So although I do always try and be the voice of reason when it's conversations about Ross Wilson, I am probably coming down here on the side of good riddance to bad rubbish. Yeah, no, you're absolutely spot on, Phil. You have to look at that list and you have to be honest. Um, we're only good as supporters. We we don't want to hear about what changes he's made to the med, uh, well the medical teams one, and that's gone back. That's good. Looks like it's gone backwards. That was we've got that since since uh, he he took control of that. We've had injuries after injuries, so that needs change. But you know the changes at the stadium, the changes at the training ground, the women's team, um, you know the youth, etc. You know doing all that in the background, whatever. But he's going to be, and it'll be the same for the next guy coming in. They'll be judged on how successful Rangers are. And, and and I look at this Rangers team at the moment and I look and I think, right, how many players of sellable assets have we got here that he's brought in? And at the moment, I don't see any. Um, the, the biggest two w- that we had in Morelos and Kent are leaving in the summer for nothing. And that just some, and something that he said last year, he's relaxed about player contracts. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you, you get out. I, I, I was, I'd say, I was absolutely delighted. Corey, uh, bring you in on, on on this with Ross Wilson. Um, yeah, what what would you make of of the news? Um, obviously, as I say, leaving so so quickly. Um, but I'm just glad that he won't be here um, to 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 give Michael Bill any players for the summer because, as I said, what, what's come before him is is has not been good enough. Well, could I just take the credit for uh, actually? letting everybody know that Wilson was actually leaving. If you look at my Twitter feed, you actually see my tweet. And I think it was at five past one, four hours before some of the bigger folks there. And I said, went on to eBay, and it was the Rangers eBay, and they were selling a high chair and a booster seat. And I went, Wilson's leaving. <laughs> and was I right or was I right? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, dear. Uh, but the boys have said is absolutely correct. Uh, you, you can't you, you can't stay in a job when you're only getting, what, maybe a 40% success rate. And that I think that's actually been kind to some of the players he brought in. His, but I think his biggest failure, oh, God, was Ramsey coming in. But the thing is, we can't see nothing because we all fell for it. We're like, Ramsey, oh, yeah, we heard all the... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So reason all that, we seen all the clips and on YouTube and all that. But the thing is, what we did, you know, was we were getting a Ramsey that was unfit and injured. We didn't even know that. So I, I reckon that's one of his one of his biggest flops. He's brought in two two good guys, but the thing is, how much is that Bills, and how much is that him? So I'm not going. I can't even give him credit for that. I wish him the best. <laughs> I, I, I wish not the Forest. The, <laughs> good luck. They'll need it. Uh, whether he'll, I mean, say they spend silly money. I think somebody. I think I seen something. He brought in about eighteen players in, in the last season. Something like that it was stupid numbers, and they spent a fortune. So you'll obviously get the numbers. My next wee exclusive, and this is just a rumor, and it's it's no official, and it's no it's no a guess though. But no Morelos, but Kent is going to be joining them, and that's just it's somebody. This is somebody I know. The milk, the milk man's next door neighbour, not that garbage, right? It's by them. But apparently, Ken is going to be joining them. So that's, if it does come true, which I, I reckon it is, another wee exclusive from the gallant few. Well, Otherwise, I just look like a tit. <laughs> but I look like one anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Curry, Curry, as, as long as you, mate, as long as you get at least 40% of them right. <laughs> oh, well, that's me. That's me. I've got a job at Rangers. You have to <laughs> Well, listen. It will. Be, I think not. Uh, Forrest will be in the championship next season. So uh, if he's going there, Curry won't. I don't think it'll be in the Premier League the way the way things are going. But listen, that might be one to watch. I, certainly, the, the longer it goes on, the more I think he, he won't be here uh, next season. Uh, but, but Andy, yeah. oh, go on, go on, Curry. The, the thing is, he'll, he'll still get more money than we'll get. Yeah, yeah, of course he will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course you will. But that's again, that's that's when you let a player run out of contract. But but Andy, um, who comes in next? Then uh, that's the the big the big question. Um, I've seen a lot of people say that we don't need a director of football. Um, and look, I think the way it's been working previously, I think I think that the amount of stick the ball got, and, and as I said, everyone would have watched the AGM and, and see uh, Michael Bill's reaction to Ross Wilson getting getting pelters. I think that. Bill, I actually think Bill wouldn't have taken the job unless he was in charge of who's coming in. I think Gio was a was a yes man. I think that 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 I think that Ross Wilson had a lot of say with players that come in the summer. I four million on Ben Davis, overpaying for someone that just because they play for Liverpool, three million for Matondo, uh, say no more. Um, I think Michael Bill will be completely different, and I think we've seen that in January with the signings of Raskin and Cantwell. Um, and I, I just think that, that things have changed. And Bill said today on, on Rangers TV that moves have already been made for the summer, and a lot of deals are, are, are you know nearly done. So uh, 
yeah, what, what's your thoughts on on the director of a football role? And, and and if you'd like anyone to come in, who would you like to come? You know, who who's your your choice? Oh, first of all, just a wee last point. Um, there's the main thing that you spot when looking at the the list of outgoings and signings that from Wilson's tenure is that you take away all of them and still the team that you have currently is either brought in by pre-Mark Allen or Mark Allen as the director of football before Wilson even came to the club. And you can, even your Patterson, he was a, a self-made player at the club, so that's not his signing. Um, I think there was arguments that it was a Gerard tip-off that he would be brought in Bassi, so you could argue it wasn't even his signing. Um, you know, Kent was a Mark Allen sign, Rebo was a Mark Allen sign, and that again, that that shows you success you can have with the director of football. Um, but then you look at the list of the players we've got here, that shows you the, the failures that you can have as a director of football. Um, I think Michael Beale has the right to say, You've had your say in the past, and it hasn't worked. Now it's my time to tell you what I want, then I'll show you that. What I know works. Um, I think Cantwell and Raskin have been two brilliant signings. Um, you really can't argue that fact. Um, you can't. You can't say anything otherwise that has holds any water. I mean, the stats from both of them. They're, they're really they're better than already, which is a, a, a main thing. Um, the summer window is a massive window, especially with your pre-season training. You can get you get not only do you get guys in, but you also get them in training hard. Well, at the start of the season for Europe, um, I, I, I'm not too worried. I'm not worried we've lost Ross Wilson, um, because not only do I think Bill could do it on his own, but I think I've seen a couple of names thrown around, and I'm, 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 I'm confident in some of the, the the things I've seen about them. So if we went either way, I'm not too worried. I think uh, we could be in a good position come the summertime. Yeah, Bill, um, I've seen this this comment here from, from Andrew, but was saying you absolutely need a director of football in the modern game. I, I agree. I think you do. I think there's so much more that comes with that role that a, a manager can't. It's, it's not, you know, Sir Alex times where he literally controls everything. Football's moved on now. There's there's so much to it. But um, I just think that, you know, whoever comes the recruitment side of it, and, and that's all we care about, to be honest, as supporters. We we just care about what's, what's up plan on, on every Saturday for, for Rangers. Um, but have you got any any names that that, that you you would like? You know, David Weir's been linked. Um, personally, he's doing a really good job at Brighton. Brighton obviously flying. You see some of the signings they've made. Matoma, apparently, we had a, a big part to play in that. Um, but how he left us uh, with Warburton and a lot of the board work were here at the time. Um, you know, Nerlinger, previous links, um, and, and the interesting one for me is is Mitchell. Um, who who was who was at Spurs just left Monaco and him and, and and Wilson before Wilson got got the job was was heavily linked with, with coming to us. Have, have you seen anything on him or is there someone else that you know you'd like to see come in? I, I don't know an awful lot about Wilson. Uh, sorry, Mitchell. Uh, Davy Weir's an interesting one, and I, I like Davy Weir. You know, I, I think um, he'd be a great guy to have around the club. Uh, but I, I've not really seen names beyond that, to be honest. Uh, but this this director of football stuff in general, you know, if you'd asked me in a year ago, oh, absolutely, you need a director of football. Um, but if you look across the city at what that lot are doing, and it, it seems as if their manager has handpicked everything.
library signing himself and they've actually they've been very successful by doing that and you know as, as uh, Curry said earlier about their striker you, you can't deny that he's a fantastic player he gets in the right positions he you know um, and they've got a few like that where the manager knows who he wanted he knows what market he was shopping in he's seen the players before perhaps or he's done his homework or whatever um, so you know are we in danger of just doing something because it's the modern way of doing things without really stepping back and saying, well, actually, Beal knows his stuff. I don't know if Beal does know his stuff. I don't know enough about Michael Beal, but if Beal does know his stuff and has got lots of contacts and there's a list of 20 players that Beal thinks will improve us, um, you know, I guess it depends what's, what else is in the direct football remit and whether the manager should also be dealing with that stuff, whatever it is, or whether you do need a director of football for that. So I'm probably agnostic to the question about whether or not we need a director of football. I'm happy to be persuaded by the evidence either way. Um, what I think, and I, I said this uh, minutes ago, that what I think if we do have another director of football, what we need is somebody who gets a bit more of a success rate in terms of signings. Because as you said, Mason, you know, that's all that we, the supporters, really care about is for the 11 on the park and are they doing the job um, so it'll be interesting because if we do get another director of football in we may find that the, the line has shifted slightly between you know how much the manager is responsible for recruitment policy and how much the new director of football might be um, I know you maybe touch on this but Bill seems to have mentioned recently that the bulk of the summer recruitment's already done I, I don't know the, whether that means that transfer fees and wages have been agreed or whether it's just the case that targets have been identified. But, you know, what, what's the new director of football going to have to do with the summer's recruitment when he comes in if it's already been done either by Beale or under Wilson? So that is one interesting thing to look at. Uh, but, yeah, for me, I think, you know, not having looked into a lot of the names that are out there, I think, you know, Davey Weir feels right. You know, in terms of my gut, I like Davy Weir. I think he'd be a good guy to have around the club, a good figurehead. He's an awful nice fella. Uh, so, yeah, for me, yeah, I'm, I'm putting my, my money on Davy Weir. Yeah, fair enough. And I say, you've seen a lot of comments here saying we, we don't we don't need a, a director of football. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a bait. Curry, where do you sit on this? Do you, do you Would you like to see us go and, and get someone and, and fill it? Or... You know, I understand the comparison to, to Celtic because, um, by the way, that's what we should be doing in terms of the manager should be coming in um, and picking who he wants and picking his players. Uh, for me, it's a very European style, uh, which the Premier League have adopted to now. Look, it's different with them league, top five leagues. They've got money to burn. You know, they're signing players for 100 millions of pounds, some of the best talent in, in Europe. Um, I can kind of understand that a little bit more. And, and as I said, in, in European leagues, the coach coaches the players and that, that you know, they chop and change him all the time. But director of football normally stay in, in the role longer. So where do you sit on, on this uh, at the moment? I was surprised what Bill said. I didn't, didn't think he would have went that way, to be honest with you. And what a wonderful word, agnostic. Wow. That was tremendous, Bill. Thank you very much for that. I'll need to Google yeah. it later, right enough to find out what it bloody means. <laughs> Uh, do we need a director of football? 
if it's the same job that Wilson was doing, no, we don't. I, I, I don't want a director of football to come in and be taking care of the first team, the youth, the women's, the medical team, and every other department. If we've got a director of football in, it should be director of football for the first team and the first team only. But Bill said as well, and what you said as well, Mason, it's manager should be picking the, the players that he wants, getting a list, giving it to whoever's director of football, somebody that knows what they're doing with contracts and things like that, then he should be getting out and doing whatever the manager wants. But he should also, obviously, they've got a scouting team there that's got a list of possible players coming in and then showing that to whoever's the manager, Bill at the moment, giving it to him and saying, listen, these are all players that we've identified. What do you think? How would they fit into your system? How, how are they going to... What do you think they're going to do? And and so an actual director of football, I just, I don't like the title and I don't like the the, the remit that they're given. It should, it should, I don't know what you would call them, but obviously director of first team football and that should be it. They shouldn't be doing any other job. He should be looking at... What's he doing? Is he looking at the, the menu? Is he what's, what's on for next week's... I mean, pie and gravy or whatever. No, just I mean, stick, stick to. We need something done in the park. And I think, oh, where is that? There's, there was a comment earlier on by a guy with an absolutely fantastic name. There, it's half dead Scottish human. What a fantastic name! I thought mine was bad. Uh, it's a fitness team that we need, and he's he's no wrong there. We got a medical team that's putting on bandages with a staple gun. <laughs> We've got a, a, a woman's team that was. Uh, we won't go into this, obviously. The, the boys got a sick. He got a six-game ban for headbutting their coach. Uh, so <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, but he's looking at everything, and you can't. I don't think you can concentrate on if we're one success for the first team. I don't think we can do it. the director of football should be looking at every department we need for them to be sticking with one job and one job only, and that's improving our, our first team in our men's game. I'm sorry to all the other departments, the, the, the women, but they, they should have their own person to look after that. They should be, they should have all the jobs. And that's, at least, that's my thoughts on it. I don't know if anybody in the chat agrees or anything like that, but obviously everybody's got their own thoughts. But yeah, I think I think again, I, I threw Mark Allen's name out earlier. I think we've had we've had a decent run with the director of football in the past. I think before Ross Wilson, as a whole, the kind of I know Curry isn't isn't interested in anything else in any other teams apart from the first team, but as a whole, under the previous director of football, we've seen growth across all the. All the teams across operations off the field, and I think that that works fine. I don't have an issue with that. I think we've seen the issue is when we've seen Wilson come in, we've seen the youth team regress, we've seen talent leave. Um, obviously, we've had a bit of a bad um, time in the spotlight with the, our our women's team coach, um, and I, I think we 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 probably seen the best of Ross Wilson's work off the off the pitch via the the training ground. 
I think it gets a bad light because the main thing that we all see when it comes to director of football is the first team, and that that rightly or wrongly is what what he, they should be judged on. The director of football is, I think, his title at Nottingham Forest is not just director of football; it's the director of footballing operations, yeah. which kind of broadens out, which is exactly what he is doing. It's just to broaden the, the title, um, which I think gives you a, a better perspective of what his job actually is. Um, that's why I think a director of football can work. I think, I think the one the one person I've seen um, link was Mitchell, um, and I like what his kind of he he kind of embodies that modern football director of football. Um, he, he keeps a good. He, he certainly signs good players from what I've seen. Um, he's been in good systems like modern modern football branding systems. Especially uh, the main one is Red Bull. I I, I know you, people don't like the fact that Red Bull have come in and bought teams, but what they've been successful. They've branched out. Salzburg, New York, Germany. We don't have to. Well, we we've we've seen Leipzig last year in the Europa League. Obviously, it's a difficult league with Munich in, but they've certainly got a team that's signed and sold really good players. He, he, even before that, when he came to Spurs, he signed from German market to Gingham and Son. Um, I, th- I think it, it can work and I think it's a, it's a step I think we should take as long as it's not just restrictive to him because I think it was really restrictive to Ross Wilson's ideas. I think if it's looser, then it can certainly work for us. You're absolutely spot on. It can work and it's, 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 it's about this ball getting the right you know person in to do it. The only issue I've got, though, you're saying that about Leipzig and the Red Bull, they've got money to just chuck it completely just chuck it we're not gonna have that whoever comes in if we get you know if it is mitchell or even we're they're coming from you know clubs that we've got a lot of money and, and a lot of money to chuck about and we're gonna yeah i think that was probably when wilson coming probably one thing coming from you know from the premier league at southampton he would have known this anyway but the, the budget you need to get it right and he's getting hounded for making three million pound signings that are wrong you know at southampton the 25 million signing so it's it's different and it's about getting someone in you know that, that maybe they, they're not the people that are going to spot the talent, but they, they know people that can, and that's where we've been failing. And again, the scouting system, everything everything needs looked at, you know, by whoever comes in. It completely needs freshened up the youth coaches, everything, everything at the football club isn't working at the minute. Winning, we're not winning enough as a whole football club, and, and that needs to change. But Andy, I'll come yes, back. Andy, just say like, no. Listen, I, I support the, the, the women's team and the, the youth teams just as much as I, I support the, the men's team as well, mate. If you put a Rangers top in, on a fly and we're walking up the wall, I would be supporting the fly with the Rangers top on. That's it. But, but I don't want somebody to decide which shape that fly is sitting on to make it win. I want them to sit with the, the team, the first team. I know it's a terrible analogy, but I'm sorry, mate, but that's, that's, that's what I could think of. But on the names, David Weir's not going to come here. No chance. Too much money. And he wouldn't be given enough money to do anything for me, in my point. And I'm going to throw out the name I've been saying uh, is Craig Muir. Interesting. Interesting one. Uh, I've seen his name linked the last couple of days. But Andy, we've got, you know, we'll go for another 10 minutes, 15 minutes. We'll talk about the game Saturday, St Mirren at home. Obviously, look, in, in, in the league, there's, you know, the league's done. Um, and it was something that, that Curry touched on earlier and, and said, you know, he wants to see players that 
want to see some changes. I think we all do. Um, it'll be interesting now to see if Bill starts. For me, he's got two games now to, to look ahead, obviously, to the, the huge one, the semi-final. It's to make some changes, to try something different. Um, you know, I'd drop unperforming players and Ryan Kent would be the first one that wouldn't be on my team Saturday. And I think it would, I'll come to you all on that one because that one will be a debate. And I, th- I bet you any money he's the first name on the team sheet for, for Bill, which, which, which I don't like. But... Apart from that, is there anyone else you'd like to see come in Saturday? Any changes or you know formations? Anything you'd like to see us do differently? You see, to be completely honest, all these changes that we want to make, don't think Saturday's the time to do it because St Mirren are a team that are bang up for it. And if we get caught and like flat-footed, they'll go and beat us. They're a team that are pushing for Europe. I live in Paisley. Um, I know a lot of people around me are mad St Mirren fans, even in the local up at the local bakers I know the guy I've known him since I was in school it's up next to my primary school and there's a buzz about St Marin at the minute and rightly so I think Robinson's doing a really good job um, I think even under Goodwin they were quite a decent team they knew how to grind out results whereas when Robinson's come in he's got them playing an even better brand of football and getting wins instead of bringing in points via draws and stuff like that um, but I've liked I like Robinson. I think he's been a good manager ever since he's kind of taken the the, the leap into Scottish football. Um, they've got a team that is buying into it. That's the main thing. They've got a team that they're all pulling the same same way. Um, a real good um, spirit around the training camp uh, or the training ground. Sorry. Um, last five results. Um, the main one is that two 0 over Hearts most recently. That's a massive result for them because I think at that point in the afternoon they were sitting third in the league. I think they've dropped back down to fifth, but it's Aberdeen and third hearts uh, two points, and I think two points is the gap gauge in, in the second, uh, third place. Sorry, um, so I, I think we need to be smart if we're going to make changes. Don't overthink it. Just let's not forget that at the end of the season, whether we're not we're fifteen points behind or the bare minimum that we can be behind them is 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 just as important as is wins how we're playing I think if we're going get embarrassed because we're making changes that's that's a failure towards the end of the season I don't want us to change too much because I want us to be in a rhythm for that cup game against them um, so yeah I, I don't think Saturday's the game to rip everything up yeah look, I, look I'm not, not trying you know so we're in disrespect or anything but i want to i want to see a few changes there though because I, I think players are not performing should come out morelos for me should be out the team kent should be out the team i'm not saying make 11 changes and play 11 youngsters here i think we should be looking towards next season sakala's going to be here next season why can't he go and play on the left put trolap through the middle that that's more what i mean and we should have enough enough there look we're not in in in, in you know, brilliant, brilliant top shape where we all want to be, but we should have more than enough built to, to go and beat St Mirren Saturday by making a few changes, surely. Uh, I, you'd like to think so. Uh, Andy's right. You can't change up too much about the starting eleven. Um, you know, look at the game we've got in a couple of weeks' time. We need to be in our stride. And again, you know, look at last weekend. We weren't that bad. I, I think... Morelos wasn't fantastic, but Morelos hasn't been fantastic for a long time. Kent was probably quite poor, but has the potential in any given game to have the moment of magic. I suppose my concern with Kent in a game like this against St. Aaron is he tends to be marked out of these games. You know, he tends to always have two or sometimes even three players on him. Wherever he goes, um, 
But Kent has shown some good stuff since Bill came in. You know, Kent, rather than, you remember under Geo, Kent was hugging the touchline and, you know, it wasn't working for him at all. Kent's been drifting centrally. He's been going from right to left. And he, he has had a few good games under Bill. Um, whether he ever recovers the magic, it's the same as Morelos, you know, or, or either of them ever going to recover the magic. But um, would we persist with the 11 that started against Celtic at the weekend? I don't know. I've not seen or heard any news about Connor Goldson, so I, I don't know. He's not He's uh, he's not going to be back Bill till uh, he, he should be okay for the semi-final and he's touch and go for Aberdeen at the moment. So he'll definitely be out for, for Saturday. So we're looking at probably the same back four, I would imagine. Um, for me, I think, like you know, you, you said earlier in the show about how the midfield at the weekend was good, and you know that's probably that was where we were struggling before in games like against Celtic was getting overrun in the middle of the park. But I think the midfield needs to be well, Raskin, Campbell, Tillman. Um, I know he bizarrely brought on Lundstrom um, towards the end against Celtic when we were chasing a goal, which is probably the opposite of what you need. But I, yeah, I think the midfield that needs to start is the, the three that started against Celtic. And then up front, I know, I, I mean, I, I love Fashion Sakala. I would start him many more games than he does start now, especially against teams like Celtic, where he runs at them and terrifies the defenders, but also against teams like St. Mirren, where He's got that little burst of pace and it'll just take a man on and, okay, you know, it'll take someone on and nine times out of ten might not get past them, but he'll keep going and he won't give up. But I'd like to see Sakala start. The question of Morelos and Cholak, um, it's, you know, in, in these types of games earlier in the season, Cholak was just banging in the goals against teams like St. Mirren, you know, and he, he seems to have lost that now for whatever reason, but other aspects of his play have sort of gotten a bit better in terms of link-up and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. If I'd, I'd probably, if it was me picking him, I'd start Cholak. Uh, and then you've got one other spot up for grabs. But to be honest, like, I, I don't think we can make wholesale changes. We had a discussion on the podcast a few weeks ago, probably after the cup final, if I remember, when we were talking about making changes to the lineup the rest of the season now that the league's gone and all that. And I was kind of saying, you know, like, you can imagine even just playing three or four youth players and we go out and we don't do well. And St Mirren, you know, even if they don't beat us, if it ends up in a draw, Rangers fans, you know what Rangers fans are like. Beal is not going to take that risk that, you know, the supporters are going to turn on him. He's going to want to keep winning, keep winning every game. So I think the, I mean, I know what you're saying about let's get the guys who will be here next season on the park and that's fine, but Beal's going to want to play whoever he thinks is his 11 that can win the game because he's not going to want to take chances and he's definitely not going to want to lose any games between now and the end of the season. No, that's, you know, he's got to put on a run that builds towards next season. That's, that's, I absolutely agree. I mean, another player that I'm sort of referring to is someone that we've spent five million pounds on um played against Motherwell and has not been seen again in, in Rivdan Yilmaz Curry. Um if he doesn't start on Saturday, I'm starting to wonder if he'll even be in next season because if you don't put him in, you know, we've seen Borna Barisic many, many a times. He's I've said it for 
I'm not again maybe I'm just you know not not his biggest fan but I think you know we we spent that kind of money on a left back again I know he's had his injuries but he's fit and ready to go now um so surely you know as I say he's one that that should be coming in for for the game on on, on Saturday right now I feel like the my old uncle the the rest of the family don't like so, all right uncle Jim I just you sit there in the corner uh, you'll be fine that's what I feel right now because I totally dis- disagree with Andy and Bill. But there's, that's no surprise, though, is it? <laughs> Controversy. Here we go. The players that were out on Sunday, as I said, there, there was three players at, at minimum that don't deserve to wear a Ranger jersey again with their, their lucky performance. And it's been happening the whole season. Uh, a good friend of the chat in uh, Glasgow Ranger Nation. He put up a side, and it's the exact same side that I would want, that I thought, I actually think he's been looking at my Twitter account and looking at my names. That's what I think he's been stealing my notes. Either that or he's joined my only fans, and he's seen me talking. I'm not saying anything about the feet picks that he asked for. <coughs> we'll keep that quiet. Uh, but the only difference is there is in goal. I have McCrory needs to play. If he's fit, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. If he's fit, he needs to play. Remember, I know Andy said, "Oh, it's St. Marin. They're playing for their Europe. It's St. Marin." <laughs> if we can't use offsetting draft players against St. Marin, there's something wrong. But we already need to. Have it. The league's finished. What's the point? We need to get ready for. The cup game, get a mixture of youth and the experienced players that have not been playing, that we know can play. So, ni Kent, ni Morelos, they're not going to be here next year. Ni Wright on the bench, ni Kamara on the bench. Ni these boys, are the, the, the bench should be full of youth. And the only youth I think, and this is really, really bad, because I'm, I'm going back myself, because I said this a while ago, he's not ready. But I would maybe use try and use Lovelace. He he's already played Timmy t- t- in the top team for what what team was Millwall. it? Was that? Millwall. Millwall. Aye, I thought it was with Millwall. So he already knows, and I've watched him. He is a good player. He is a fantastic wee player. Sometimes it, it just they work out for him, but I start giving him a chance. But a game in the cup final, maybe no. But that's where. You've got Kolak on and him as backup. But we, we need to get rid of the players that we're not going to be using next year. There's no point. The league's gone. You need to get the players ready for the cup game. Get them up to speed. See who is good enough. Because if they're not good enough, right, we can say, well, oh, well, they've had a chance of the three games they're not playing well. Right, we'll go, go back to square one. Because the rest of them will, will obviously be up for it as much as they were before, before the game. Uh, I just, I just hope that we can start bringing in new faces because there's, no, there's no point. There's zero point in playing these guys that have already half-checked it. They'll sign contracts. There's three or four of them there that we already know. In fact, is it, is it eight contracts? Eight, eight, eight out of contracts, yeah. yeah eight, eight contracts that we're thinking they'll be signed. Yeah. I'm going to say at least five of them are definitely not going to be here next season. Well, 
I asked a question, Curry, didn't I, a couple of weeks ago? So I think you was on. I admit, I, I, um, and a couple of others. I think at the time I said the only one I'd like to keep was Ryan Kent at the eight. Yeah, and I agreed. Yeah, I, I've changed my mind on that. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're going to okay. really listen to your mad old uncle, no? Yeah, I've changed my mind on that. Oh, no, no, I don't want Kent to stay. I want him to. I want him to, to go now. I think. All oh, right, well, I'll do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the only one at the time that I said stay. I think a couple of others might have said Kent as well. Uh, yeah, I think you were drinking that night, though. We'll, we'll, we'll let you <laughs> I, I, you had a few, a, a few of those, baby, yeah, that yeah, night. No, I've, I've just had enough. As I said, three goals in, in a Rangers team. He scored three goals last season. Um, that is, and he's who I'm talking about. Him and Morelos for me are two players. They're not going to be in next season. Don't think they're they're not off. It's not like they're offering loads, but you know, and, and we've got a plan. Um, so that that that's my opinion. But you know, as I said, we're getting a lot of comments on on them too. But yeah, there's eight eight out of contracts, and I think the only one realistically at the minute I can see staying is is Ryan Jack. But gents, that's that's us an hour and ten minutes now. So uh, gonna gonna wrap it up there. Uh, again, thanks everyone for for the comments. Um, Andy, thanks for coming on tonight, mate. Can you give us a prediction for Saturday as well, please? Cheers, mate, for having me on. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I know it's, <laughs> it's unstaunch to be to big up the opposition, but I think it could be a tough game. Um, it was a one each the last time. The, we we got a Tavernier penalty. Um, I'll I'll say a two 0 to Rangers. Yeah, Tavernier penalty. I feel like they're gonna we're gonna get a dodgy one, aren't we? After, after, after that, so we get one when we don't need one. Um, thanks, Andy, Bill. Thanks for tonight, mate. What's your prediction for the weekend? We, um, I think we beat them four 0 at Ibrox in October when we played them. Uh, so I'm going for a repeat of that four 0 Feeling quite bullish and. Right after we go off here tonight, my way to go and put a fiver on that. <laughs> yeah, stick it on. Uh, cheers, cheers, Bill. And as always, thanks, Curry. Uh, what's your prediction? I was actually getting worried there, we we Andy there. I thought the way he was talking because he's got to go for a draw. No way. How unstaunch. <laughs> they went to them, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Bill's with the, optimistic for nothing, mate. Wow. Put money on it as well. <laughs> oh, it's tempting. Let's be realistic here. As Andy said, they are a good team, and we we could, if everybody changes the, if if Bill changes the system and that, we could have a, a game in our hands. So I'm going for a a five nil canter. Wow, big score lines, big score lines. We, I feel like we go for a stage, but we just get big score lines all the time, and it's always one. <laughs> I've never changed me. I'll always say that because I think I think that's what we got. I, 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 I don't <laughs> care who we're playing United. against. That was a great game. Yeah, there was a, someone said six. I think that day, and it was a. Uh, yeah, I think it will be a two 0 I'm going to go two 0 I'm going to go uh, there. <laughs> coward! You yeah. such a coward. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's, no, there's no evidence of us scoring five goals. You're just saying that in case any of that mob clip it. <laughs> That's on your. <laughs> look, look, and I said he, he, he said five nothing. I don't, see, yeah, as yeah. I said there, look, I don't care what they say about me. We don't look like having five shots, let alone scoring five goals. That's right, right enough. <laughs> um, but, but, but just last one Blue, Blue Eyes and says the game at Ibrox. It is at Ibrox at three o'clock um, Saturday. So. Uh, no, thanks, gents. Um, and oh, again, and before I forget, yeah. I'm, I'm doing my inner Timmy Davy T. Just to let everybody know, uh, we will be like doing... 
Pardon? You don't like Lundstrom? Is that your David T? Oh, do you want to know something? I have so much hope for him. And I've just, he, he, I, I've started, I think he's, he, I've morphed into DVT because I, I think he's an absolute donkey. So that's, uh, so definitely. No, then it's, it's coming in late with, with comments when everybody's wanting to get him and get their tea and whatever, right? Uh, next Saturday for the game against Aberdeen, we will be doing a live special. And it's for the actual game itself. We'll be doing a, uh, watch along. So, uh, as far as I know, I think it's going to be my, myself, sorry, in advance, and the best guy in the whole wide world, the boss, Colin. So, if you want to come along, have a laugh and shout a lot and hear a lot of swearing and probably see the computer getting through at the windy. <laughs> Come along and have a watch with us, and I hope you enjoy it. And as always, remember and share, like, do all the usual, smash the like button and all that. And thanks very much for coming along and having a listen to my shite. See, you've just spoiled that you just give away the spoiler there for Sunday night, there, aren't you, Curry? But uh, what? No, <laughs> no. Oh, oh, don't, don't. No, he's not. I get you heard any of that. There's nothing happening against Aberdeen. <laughs> um, just, uh, just your, your usual um, yeah. television showings of non-Rangers live watch-alongs against Aberdeen. Nothing like that happened. <laughs> Cut. Yeah. I'd, I'd, you know what I'd love to do, see other guys that weren't going to the game. I, I, I would love to get us all in at one time and have, have, have a mega pod. Yeah, that would uh, that would that would be that would be. Uh, now, if you went to get a word done between between me and Davy T, you went to get a word done. <laughs> the show would go to about fucking ten o'clock at night. <laughs> These guys got to shut up. <laughs> Muted. Yeah. Aye. We'll so, uh, wrap it up there. But again, thanks for watching. We are people. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.